Hey, this is Jason Cass once again with uh, part two of the Chuck Blondino, uh, the director of marketing for the Northwest Territories uh, for Safeco Insurance. If you listen to part one, it is fantastic, and I'm just going to tell you, this podcast right here is twice as good. Here comes the practical steps from Agents Influence, a company of growprogram.com. Be sure to check us out where we give you the confidence to do what you need to do in the 21st century to successfully run an agency with the consumer's demands changing and their shopping and buying habits changing as well. Enjoy the podcast. up let me ask you this question what would you do in the year 2014 to knock it out of the park chuck <laughs> oh my gosh so i know it's your last question and i'm we're probably running out of time jason but this is the question that i get so excited about okay um so let me start with what's possible okay in in um when you talk about 32 percent 32% equates to about $80 billion, meaning there's $240 billion of out there, 160 of it controlled by people that offer just one option. And I don't know any other industry where the group that has multiple options to sell has a minority of the market share compared to those with one option to sell, holding a majority of the market share. Boy, when you look at it like that, that's silly, isn't it? Oh, it, it, it is silly, and there's so much opportunity, and yet we have agents say, what I've done in the past doesn't work for me anymore, or they say, I'm, I'm doing all the things I used to do 10 years ago. I feel like I'm on a stationary bike. I can't get ahead of my retention. What do I do? And so there, there was a time about 10 years ago as a sales manager, Jason, where I had um, uh, uh, rate increases, no new products, and a, and a growth goal in the high single digits. And when you ask, well, how are we supposed to do that? Well, that's a silly question. That's up to you to go figure out, Chuck. <laughs> and so what I started to do is investigate the agencies that are growing versus those that are not. And I've been looking at it almost every year. And in 2012, I studied the 31 fastest growing agencies in our region. And the region as a whole, I'm, I, uh, for 2012, uh, grew 6.6%. Hey, we had a great year. Even the largest agencies grew 3.2%. And when I talk about growth, I'm not talking written premium, I'm talking PIF. So it's not going to be just gained by rate increases. This is by actual policy growth. Now, the top 31 Jason grew 31.3% as a group. Wow. And, I, and I, so I look at this and I say, if I could just, I'm not trying to give away secrets. I'm just telling people what's possible. You have multipliers and you have efficiencies. And when you look at efficiencies, we can all get better at what we do. You seek a better lead source. You write more effective scripts for yourself. You, you sell value over price. You go after more clients that might fit you, how you, the kind of people you want to write. Or you create a process for better, more consistent cross-selling. You define who does what for service work or find some technology improvements. You, can, you, you get better at tracking. Oh, my goodness, that would be such a great one. But all those things are going to maximize what you do with your current staff. 
uh-huh. and you will have small percentages of growth available to you if you do all those things better. You're just trying to maximize what you do and do it consistently, right? Right. But there are multipliers, proven multipliers to grow, and there are three. In this growth study of those 31 agents, they hired 124 new producers in these 31 agencies. Eight of those agencies were aggregators that hired 88 new uh, producers, almost all of them from the captive side. Twenty were more traditional agencies, mom-and-pop kind of shops that you and I are all very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the traditional folks hired 29, an average of 1.5 new producers per agency. So uh, it, it, no matter how hard I work to get more efficient as a single producer, if I add one, I'm going to produce more, much more than I ever can as a single person. But yeah. so few people take the time to say, what is my future? Where am I going? What is my plan? How big do I want to be in five years? How am I going to get there? Can I get there as a single person shop? Can I get there with the same five people I have now? Can I get there with the same 10 people I have now? Where do I want to get? If you grow at 15 points per year, you're going to double your agency in five years. And, ah, and, and are, are you willing to do that? Well, is it possible? Hey, I've got guys that are growing an average of 31. Yes, I know it's possible. So what else are they doing besides hiring new producers? This one was really fascinating. Only 5% of agencies have anyone focused on a consistent marketing plan, someone responsible for that job. Of this group, 25% uh, uh, did it themselves. So the principal is thinking about that future. They might be uh, doing some of their own marketing stuff. 50% of them hired someone to help part-time or full-time. Only 25% don't have someone specifically dedicated to marketing, but they're blowing in so much new business from the new producers, they're thinking they don't have to, but they should. Wow. So 75% of this group compared to 5% of the the regular. So the, the third multiplier is communicating more frequently and effectively. So... We, we studied 10 years ago this group, and I only had nine agencies out of over 900 that were communicating with their clients on a proactive basis of, 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 of any sort. Um, I believe all nine were averaging 12 touches a year. Now I have better than 200. And of the other folks that are out there, they're still using some of these other tools. But the, there are seven things that you can do to communicate better. And it, it's in this order. I'm glad we're capturing this, at least uh, verbally here. Uh, welcome kits, e-newsletters, paper newsletters, referral programs, and testimonials. Those five basic things work in any industry today. And then the other two are social media and websites. So if I can take just a moment to talk about those, it's your, it, it's, it's your time. Go ahead, Chuck. This is great stuff. I mean, okay. this, is, this is why agents take their time to listen to this. Go ahead. Well, it, it's, it's not about just if I can do a little bit better, if I can be a little more effective, then I hope I can grow 10%. It's got, you've got to have a better plan than that. So we looked at these different tools. And what I quickly learned in the, uh, as I really got into this five years ago, starting as the Northwest Region Marketing Director, we started saying, okay, so try these tools. And I'd have some agents that are wildly successful and others that say, 
look, it's just the same as when I did it last time. They still don't work. <laughs> and so I started studying measuring by referrals and retention. And when you measure by retention, why is it that I've got a good group of agents that are averaging uh, 90% or higher all the way up into the, the 95, 96 range? And the vast majority more down in the 84 to 85% group. It's not because, of, even when some of them are doing the same tools, it's not because of what they're using to, as a tool. It's not the quick fix of, oh, I need to do an e-newsletter. Okay, I'll call Constant Contact. Okay, I get set up. All right, they have a template. I put in some insurance tips. I sent it out there. I did my e-newsletter. Not going to work. You've got to write the kind of stuff. You've got to be flossom. Mm -hmm. Write genuine things, personal stories, stories about what your staff is doing, um, uh, show, things that show the character of your people that you volunteer in the community. Write stories about what your clients are doing and where they're volunteering their time, what things are important to them, why do you all love living in your area. Those kind of stories are great. Wow. Yes. As opposed to the Oriental Trading Company's calendar of different things that happen every day, like this is National uh, Poppy Seed Day, this is National Highlighter Pen Day, you know, whatever. I, I'm making stuff up, Jason. Right, but, I got you. Know, you. They, I know where you're going, have, yep. And so, so people put these silly things in Facebook. There's no connection. And, and so then the second thing is, so, so you've got the difference in retention as a proof. The second thing is just absolutely amazing. I did a study of, of referrals. The average agency that does not communicate, and by the way, most agencies, they communicate twice a year, and it's their renewals for auto. But those are really coming from me, not from the agency. So for True. proactive touches, the number of touches for most agencies with their clients is zero. They uh -huh. sell. They contact for renewal reviews, which is a sales touch. They contact for, uh, for life changes, which are, oh, you have a son that is now 16. It, that, that's not a... a personal touch, that is a sales touch for you. You're adding someone to their auto policy, right? Mm -hmm. so, so the agents that don't communicate at all average one referral per 750 clients, okay? You start communicating regularly, just even in a bad way with your clients, and, and you start to stand out and look different from everybody else, and you get your referrals down to around one in 250, so for, for a 4,400 um, client agency with a million dollars in revenue, they're averaging about six a month in referrals. For a 4,400 client agency that gets it down to one in every 250, now they're, they've tripled their referrals. They're up to 18. But the ones who do it well and do it authentically and genuinely average about one per 100 clients. They're now at 44, same group of clients. Your story, that's why it hits home and gets me goosebumps. Your wow. story about the guy who knows his 20 so well that he gets a ton of referrals, that's what's going on with these guys. And before you start to think, oh, well, that's pie in the sky, number one in 100, I already have three agents that I'm aware of that are down below one in 85, one, one referral per month per eight, every 85 clients. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, Chuck, Chuck, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but uh, we, just off Facebook alone, we receive anywhere from four to six um, referrals a month, and I just did a management switch 
um, from one vendor to uh, QQ Solutions, and they told me that my total contacts that I had in my system was 850, but you got to keep in mind that uh, with this vendor, um, a contact includes a cert holder or a lien holder or whatever. Yep. Actual clients, I was around a little under 500. So I'm I'm seeing those same numbers because it was you were kind of blowing my mind when you were saying one referral out of every 700 clients. I'm thinking, my God, what are these people doing? You know, but they're not uh, doing a lot. They're doing great service. Yeah, yeah, but they're a, not proactive in what they're doing. Wow, holy cow, those are interesting numbers, and those are real numbers because these are numbers from real agents that you're dealing with on a real level. I mean, yeah, it's from the wow. studies of the agents. Holy so you look at what, what is it that, that causes those things. And, you know, uh, our, our folks in the Bricks and Clicks team are, are terrific, and they offer great websites. And, but you see an agent who gets a website, and they spend a little extra to get the one with the blog on it. And then they put out stuff that, that again, the safety tips and insurance news. Uh, or, or, or you do Facebook, and I've heard 8 to 1 non-sales to sales is a good ratio. But... Most agents consider insurance tips as non-sales, but they're just things that bore people. So I look at it a little differently and say, um, I, I prefer to see a five-to-one non-insurance to an insurance tip. And I don't mean those silly oriental trading company hug your cat day. The, I, I'm talking about stories about you, pictures of what you're doing in the community, or, or have a, a Halloween photo contest with your clients, uh, or a pet Halloween photo contest, or a best baby photo contest, and get people engaged with what you're doing. When you, when you go out and do a food drive for your agency, you can be proud of the fact that you got nine people or six people in your agency, and you got you know, t ten good bags of, of food for, for the food bank. Terrific. But if you involve your clients and you're writing it in your hard copy newsletter and story in your email newsletter and putting it on Facebook and, um, and have something posted on your website about, hey, the date's coming up and you have a countdown on your website to it, instead of getting 10 bags, you're getting a couple of pickup trucks full because you've engaged your clients in, mm -hmm. the, in the food drive. That's not tooting your own horn. That's helping your community. That's exactly and, right. So we really need to, to work on getting people more engaged because that's how you get the raving fans. And um, uh, in, that, in, in, in that third multiplier of communicating, a piece must be about having a referral program. Even if you, like me, live in a state like Washington where you have a lot of regulations about your referral programs, Find a way to, in our state, we can't even give something to the charity of the person's choice. So you have to, but, but you can give a $10 um, um, gift to the charity for every referral, and, and you have to check your own state's laws. Right. But um, at least doing it that way, you can write a story about how much you gave, a story interviewing the executive director of the charity to find out how they get into it, why is it so important to them, write about the stories of the needs of the charity. And, and as you're doing that, people are learning something about you and your character and what you stand for and what you believe in. You're right. You're right. And, you know, Chuck, one thing I want to put out there to you and to the listeners out there, I'm beta testing it right now. I just started uh, working with this group of uh, it's two young guys. They're brothers. And um, you're talking about the multiplier of referrals. And 
this company, they're called Rocket Referral. Um, they're in beta. I, I encourage every agent to go out there and look at it. It's two young guys who were in the insurance industry. They, they realized that their success was on follow-up. They did really good jobs mm -hmm. on following up, on keeping those touches going, and they were able to generate a very good, significant amount of referrals. And they decided, you know, hey, we're going to teach this to other agents because we obviously know how to do this. So they went out and they started showing agents, and you got to do this and got to do that. And they noticed that like 5 to 10% of the agents were successful, and they looked at it like you look at your agents, and they realized that the reason is is because the agent just wouldn't do what they were supposed to do. And the agent would say, I love it, I see how it could work, I just don't have time. So they came together and they found they, they created this company called Rocket Referral that they have created an algorithm that they can look at all these different characteristics of your client, how long they've been with you, have they sent you any referrals. They have a referral process that they will do all the stuff for you. Their, their hard part being is that they have to connect to your information you have in your management system. And all the big guys out there, and we all know who we're talking about, who don't want to give out their API. Um, I will just mm -hmm. know that they, they released this press release last uh, two weeks ago, so I can say this to the public, but QQ Solutions actually gave them their API. So if you're a QQ client, you, they will connect right into your management system and get these eight factors that they use to create this algorithm. Then behind the scenes, they, have, um, they will send thank you cards, actual thank you cards. And here's what's crazy about this, Chuck, um, is that they sent me five pages, and I had to write the alphabet like five times. I had to write the plus symbol and all these different symbols that we use to write. I had to write out some different okay. words. And they have a program yep. that literally has an ink pen that will recreate your exact handwriting. And, I mean, it's exact handwriting. And when I send it to clients, I've called them, and they truly believe 100% that I wrote that card. And I did write the card because I go into the online system, and I put what it is, and it does it for me. So I'm still writing the card, um, and then they have a little thing that you can check a little box, and it will include a 5 or $10 Starbucks or some kind of gift card in there. And they have this algorithm. It's much deeper than what I'm saying. I just told you less than 1% of it. But they have this way of automating the system to where you still have to do what you do to get referrals. But it's another way to say, if you're going to call 100 of your clients to get referrals, give us those 100. Let us put them through the algorithm. And after a couple months, we'll say, these 30 are the, most, are the best. So far, my experience is very uh, immature, very, very new to them. But I, was, I get a lot of people, Chuck, that call me and want me to try out products. I just took these guys on when I tell everybody else no because I thought this is a new way to touch agents. Just one of the many factors of me having a welcome kit like you said, touching them through social media stories, touching them through rocket referrals, spending time in the actual community like they used to do in the old days to actually create referrals and relationships. And so I encourage people to look at these guys, rocketreferral.com. Once again, I don't make any money or anything like that. It's still in beta. You can't even get it yet. But it's, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic of what these guys have. And, and that was a multiplier that you thought. So I just wanted to kind of add that to that. Oh, ab yeah, absolutely. I, I wouldn't, in fact, I'll, I'll check it out. It's, it, but it's just another great example of how there's going to be more and more tools available. Mm -hmm. But agents who stop, or, uh, let's just say this, agents who never start and they, they're too afraid to try, 
and or, or they think I'm just going to spend my time getting more efficient, it, it, it's going to pass them by. Every one of those tools, the welcome kit, e-newsletters, paper newsletters, referral program, testimonials, I have examples on the Safeco uh, Marketing Solutions Center, and um, happy to talk with any agent about those things. Um, but we've, we've put customizable templates that are not Safeco branded. They're branded with the agency because oh. these are things that you should be sending to all your clients, not just your Safeco clients. And if you want to have a referral program that goes out to everybody, it shouldn't just be going to your Safeco clients because you're limiting yourself in how many referrals you can receive. You should be sending things like that to all of your clients, your, your newsletters. So we work on trying to, you know, Jason, originally when we started trying to do this, I had people that would say to me, but if you do that, you're helping the other carriers in their offices grow. And I would look at them and I'd say, yes, and we'll have a healthier distribution company and we'll start taking back market share. And now a lot of folks are on board and the home office team has been so good about working with us to get these things and these tools online that agents can use. You know, and, and I'm going to close it out here, Chuck, because um, it's not about the amount of time that we spend. It's about the information and the time. But I have to tell you, you're coming upon a record-breaking uh, longevity on a podcast for Agents Influence. Oops, sorry. But, no, 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 no. I mean, seriously, I feel as if this is <laughs> a lot to on. say. And, well, I, it, it, a lot to say and a lot of great stuff that agents need to hear. And I guarantee you, if you're listening, you're probably saying, hey, this is great stuff. I'll separate it into two podcasts so it's easier for people to consume. But um, what you just said there makes a lot of sense. And I think there's a lot of technology companies out there right now that are trying to help agents with their social and digital marketing. And they're, you're starting to hear them bicker at each other and get jealous of one another. And, oh, we can't do that because then that's going to help our competitor. And that really disappoints me, Chuck, when I hear that out there. Because really, yep. truthfully, a rising tide raises all ships like we know. And if, you know, is just the fact that we're out there talking about social and digital marketing helps us get where we are today as opposed to 2010. In 2010, if you mentioned this, no one would even pay attention to you. They didn't even know what it was. Yep. I mean, including myself, I didn't even get on social and digital marketing until 2010. But we don't understand that there's going to be some that this company is going to help and some agents that this company is going to help in this one. But in no way are we should we down the other companies for what they're doing based on the fact that it's going to make everybody more acknowledgeable of what's going on and recognize the importance of social media. And that rising tide is going to raise all ships. So I, if you're listening yeah. out there and you're part of one of those organizations, let's all work together because when we all work together and we give more touches, we have higher retention and we sell more policies, we take back market share, and we keep the independent insurance industry alive. So that's the way that yeah, I feel. the best way from. Exactly. The best way for me to, to uh, get my unfair share of, of what you're going to write is to be a, an incredible partner and earn your business every day, and that's exactly what you have to do every day with your clients. So, um, so we all need to get better. Chuck, appreciate your time. This has been fantastic. Um, it is... Um, uh, I, I can't even really read. I can't see much of the white on this paper that I have here since I've taken so many notes. I mean, this is incredible. So I appreciate it. if you're an agent and you stayed on for the whole thing through both the podcasts, kudos to you. I think you learned a lot. I'm going to close it out with one last question, Chuck. Chuck, are you a reader? Yes, sir. All right. Like I always say, readers are leaders and leaders are readers. Tell me what you are reading. Tell the listeners what you're reading now or maybe what you just finished up. Oh, the, the book I recently finished, I would recommend to everyone. It's called Switch, S-W-I-T-C-H, 
How to Change Things When Change is Hard. It's written by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. This book um, talks about um, the heart versus the mind, the emotional versus the analytical, and they call it the elephant, the heart, versus the writer, the mind. And that the writer, you can have a lot of good analytical ideas, but it's the emotion that really drives change. And uh, one of my favorite comments in the book, because I look at a lot of agents, and a lot of agents need to change and want to change, but they have such a hard time taking a first step. And some folks call them lazy, and, and that's never sat well with me. And what the comment in the book said is, what looks like laziness is often exhaustion. When you're trying to just True. beat yourself wow. up on trying to get more efficient, to try and get better, to grow by, just, by, by continuing to stay the same and not use any multipliers, that's exhausting. But there are ways to grow, and, and I had such a fun time doing it, and that book was really interesting to me in, in, uh, in putting some things in perspective. But exhaustion, I like that. That is good. Okay, switch. So I, I like that. That is, that is good stuff. So, Chuck, appreciate your time. Do you have anything you want to say to wrap it up? No, Jason. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for the opportunity. And it's been a lot of fun to have you. And you didn't have to take your time to do this, and we appreciate it. It's just another great example of Safeco and their commitment uh, to the Independent Insurance Agency. And to pat, uh, pat Safeco on the back one more time, they are one of the six carriers that stepped up to the plate and threw some money on the table with Project Cap and said, let's make this uh, portal happen because it's important to our insurance industry. And and it's just recognize, listeners, that there's only six that stepped up to the table. There's a lot more that are part of it now. I'm not doubting anybody else. But they were original six, and Safeco was one of those. So thank you very much for being one of those people to step up. That shows that you believe in us, you believe in the importance of the future, and you also have uh, a, a thumb on the pulse of what's going on. So we thank you. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Um, keep in mind that uh, Agents Influence is owned by Grow Program. You can go to growprogram.com and you can find out more about what Grow Program is. We are nothing more than a company trying to give confidence to agents out there to help them utilize the tools and the marketing and the workflows and procedures of technology today in your agency to make a better tomorrow. So that's what we are at Grow Program. This has been agentsinfluence.com. Uh, Uh, And this is our podcast series. And this has been Chuck Blondino with Safeco Insurance. And we are out.